Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, wow. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy hump day. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Experience Wednesday edition. This is my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, what's with the lights in the studio? I don't know what's happening here. I've got ring lights up for us because you never know when we might be on on camera. Okay. Wow. How are you, Donna? Um, A little backlit. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Yourself? Oh, you know, doing fine. If you're out there on the uh, on the roads, you're probably like, wow, what? why is it slow? We don't know. We were on the same roads that you were. There was bad traffic from the get-go. Like, if I see traffic, any kind of slowdown in Chaska and Shanhassen, mm-hmm. there's a problem. We're 30 miles out of the city there, guys. That's right. That's a problem. And uh, that's what I saw this morning. And it was odd. I never passed an event. You know, I never passed like, oh, that, that tractor trailer tipped over uh, that's what's but going maybe on. it cleared before you got to it if there was an accident i don't know i always listen to kenny's traffic report in the morning so i know what to expect don't kiss up that that's is such right. a kiss up thing it's right not there. a kiss up thing it's a it's a donna thing like i it doesn't even occur to me to but put, you only li- put it you, in my gps i'm 20 miles you listen oh. to it though when you're in the car do you li- are you listening to kenny at home um sometimes both mostly in the car okay so that's this morning. I was listening to '90s country. Thank you. Oh, and the thunder rolls. You know it. Yeah, I, I could Alan never Jackson. listen to Kenny's traffic. Where I can't have his voice in my house. I would feel unsafe. <laughs> you know, you know. I have a deep rooted fear and love of of Kenny, but it's largely rooted in fear. Mm. Kenny and I, we got to actually hang out, just the two of us, just the, the two bros. Oh, what a beautiful moment. It was on a State Fair uh, State Fair morning. By the way, welcome in. It is day 22 of the Minnesota State Fair. It's good to be back out here. <laughs> chilly morning. It is a chilly morning. We woke up, it was in the 40s, Donna. Uh, yeah, I was getting a little worried that things are going to get cold way too fast, especially up at the cabin where the heat is not on. But, you know, the water is off. It doesn't, it doesn't it's going to be 84 next Tuesday. Fantastic. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so VMA Awards went down last night, and it looks like it was, like, chock full of um, um, performances. One thing I want... Did perform? He's a a name I knew recently. Oh, nice, I wonder if the kids know. Uh, I'd have to check that, because I have only seen highlights. I've only seen one highlight. The one highlight that mattered to the year 2000... Stevie Boy, which was in sync. There was a rumor yesterday. They all seemed to be in New York. J.C. Chazé was spotted on a private plane. Chris Kirkpatrick posted a 9-11 tribute on social media. It was a picture of a New York City fire truck. Is it going to happen? And then in sync posted something on Twitter as they were in an elevator yesterday. Oh, sweet. Going up to the stage. It happened, Donna. Yeah, but I wish they would have performed they should have opened the show with a performance from NSYNC. The crowd would have gone wild. This is a... They still did, but... It's a slow burn. 
It's the art of the tease. Bring them in slowly but surely. Let's get you excited sure. for it. Although, as they were talking, and I know we've got um, you know a, a little sound of Taylor Swift coming up here. As they were talking, though, and they were like, and thank you, everybody. I was actually thinking, does anybody in this crowd know who these gentlemen are? And they they responded as such. There was a loud pop when they came out. No pun intended. They were the crowd was very loud. But I thought these are my people, and the people that are at the VMAs right now, I think, are largely like you've got people in their late thirties there. Really, I would say, yeah. I mean, a lot of the performers are young, but I would say there are a lot of people in the crowd that I don't know anyone in there. I mean, Taylor Swift was excited. She was excited. Yeah. So here she is uh, being presented uh, for the uh, pop award, right? Pop video award of the year. Um, and it went a little something like this. Best pop. And the VMA goes to the unstoppable Taylor Swift. I had your dolls. I like, what? Like, are you doing something? What's going to happen now? What are you, there's something they're gonna, they're gonna do something and I need to know what it is. Um, you guys are, you're, you're pop personified, so to, to, to receive this um, from your golden pop hands is, it's, it's too much. Um, thank you for the friendship bracelets. Um, they gave her friendship bracelets. Isn't that cute? Yeah. That's cute. Holly, you have a theory? Uh, they're, they're do- oh, yeah, we do have a theory. All right. I don't know why I just said we. Hey, you, it's the royal we. We're, all, we're a part of this theory now, too. In sync, reuniting as part of this year's upcoming Super Bowl halftime performance. There is a rumor oh. that this could be a boy band spectacular oh. for the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show. I just got goosies. I would not mind that. That would be fun to to watch. And, and we do have a piece of corroborating evidence. Apparently, well, Jason yeah. talked to one of the members of 98 Degrees. Why? Okay. <laughs> Donna. No, I just mean, why? why? What's he promoting? Stuff. Wait, was it an interview or did he see him somewhere? It was an interview. Okay. He saw him at Target. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but neither confirm. you know, being like, so it wasn't like, oh my gosh, no, but I'd love to. It was uh, playing yeah. coy. The, a little bit. Uh, you know, you'd have to listen to the full interview. I don't, I, I did, I have not. But Jason did mention on the show this morning, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Okay. Okay. All right. There's All something. Right. I kind of like that. That would be fun if you had Backstreet, 98 Degrees, in sync. Uh, Boys to men, maybe oh, that's they, going real old. They got to do the Motown. Uh, Motown. Please do Motown Philly. Motown yes. Philly. Oh. Oh. That is a great song. Um, so my only reason why I feel like that wouldn't happen, I think it'd be very fun. It I would certainly get some K-pop my in there. nostalgia. I would, yeah, you know, would love that. Oh yeah, you yeah. bring in some modern K-pop. Uh, that was- yeah, bring in Ricky Martin and a couple of members of Menudo. Love the, it. The only problem. Yeah, where do we stop? Hey, where the monkeys? Everybody's here. Right, <laughs> There's on. only Mickey Dolan's left, but uh, that would be great. The the challenge there is in the midst of all these boy bands, you have boy bands who are grateful to get the stage again. The one thing that I think has always been holding up an in sync reunion is Justin Timberlake is a bona fide star. He is a standalone solo artist star. He acts, he does his own thing. I wonder if he would have trouble figuring out like Wait a minute. So I get 
two minutes on this stage, and then now here comes 98 Degrees to do two songs, and then Backstreet Boys is doing two songs. I would have a, I would like to see it. That's the negative Nelly in me that says, I, you might, too many cooks in the kitchen, too many people I, I on the stage. No, he seemed to take a step back during his appearance on the VMAs last night. He and seemed to let everyone else speak. He's already headlined a, a Super Bowl halftime show himself. True. Remember, he yeah, did that in our true. own backyard. I also don't feel like Justin Timberlake's star is as strong anymore. That's true as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's a little try hard. He's but, talented. Yeah. He's but absolutely the last couple talented. Years, you're right. He's sort of stepped back from the spotlight. He had a little bit of a, you know, a scandal with a tabloid Kerfuffle. and a bad picture going yeah. out and all that. So you're right. He has a step back. Look, I would love it. I love NSYNC. Their No Strings Attached album is the only tattoo I have on the small <laughs> of my back. It, I loved that album. That oh, was does a it time. say bye bye bye? So when people look at you when you walk away, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it says in sync with like the little asterisk oh, starry thing. Oh, I to wish it. that were true. I really, really do wish that were true. Donna, you missed out on in sync. They didn't. You were you were in country music honky tonk at that point. That was high school TRL. You rush home. You turn on TRL and you see if in sync got number one that day with bye bye bye. Or with it's going to be aware. me. I was aware of that. I know you were aware, but like I was as, working in pop music at that time. Actually, it's gonna be in Texas. Oh my gosh! I mean, I wanted to be every one of them. Oh my word! Oh my gosh! That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta Anna. go. We gotta go. Right, hey, fine. I don't know if the announcement has been made or not, but Dancing with the Stars. We cast. Yep. We got the full cast when we come right back on my talk one zero seven one. Still dancing. Donna and Steve on my top 1071, everything entertainment. You know, I don't know why I get so excited for the Dancing with the Stars lineup. Because I don't really stick with the show throughout the season. Yeah, you never watch it. I'm just more excited to see who was willing to participate. And I, you know, I gotta say there's some goodies. There's some goodies in here. Shall we run down the the people one by one? Uh, certainly. Aforementioned. Barry Williams, we just mentioned the Brady Bunch house has sold for some three point something million dollars. Barry Williams, Greg Brady will be on this year's Dancing with the Stars. I love it. Nice guy. Yeah. He's going to be sweet. dancing with uh, PETA Murgatroyd. Okay. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Donna. Okay. Not Snagglepuss. <laughs> Matt Walsh. All right, so I, I, I didn't watch face. Veep. I want to start watching Veep. Okay. Looks like a great show. He was also in Ted, Step Brothers, Into the Storm, The Hangover. Okay, fun. I don't like that everyone's wearing the silver stuff. So this is what a wardrobe consultant decided was the best thing. They want to bring the sparkles and the shimmery stuff yeah, like back it to the ballroom. Like a, a mirror ball. Yeah, it all looks cheap. It looks cheap. Cheesy. And I don't like that. Allison Hannigan from How I Met Your Mother. Love her. She's also from Fool Us on Penn and Teller. Yeah, she's great. Uh, let's see. I bet she'll be good. So then I'm rolling through this list, and I was like, whoever this Mauricio guy is, and then I just keep scrolling, and Donna's like, oh, Mauricio. Who's this? <laughs> he is the husband of Kyle Richards from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. Very charming. He'll be partnered with Emma Slater. Um, we're also getting... Harry Jowsey. No, I don't mind what he's wearing. Maybe because he's wearing it. 
His is yeah, could be him, <laughs> but it's less sparkly. It's less like it's muted. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's like a little bomber kind of a jacket. So Looks he's cool. an Australian reality TV star and social media personality. Rise up lights. Tyson Beckford is going to be performing. I know him as an underwear model, Ralph Lauren polo model. Oh, in the mid nineties. See, I like what he's wearing too. You might like him. Again, it could be the wearer. Maybe Tyson Beckford and Harry Jowles are revving your engine in a different way than Barry Williams is. You could be right. Barry? All right. What else we have? We Ooh. have Lily Pons. I'm going to go Lele. Lele Pons. Lele. I don't like what she's wearing either. Okay. I, I'm sorry. We talk fashion here. All right. You don't like what Adrian Peterson Adrian is Peterson. wearing. Adrian Peterson, former Minnesota Vikings star running back, will be on this year's Dancing with the Stars. I urge you. Maybe we'll link this up later today. The collar of Adrian Peterson's shirt is a wardrobe crime. The wardrobe consultant needs to get mm, penalized because that is like if you washed your shirt that you were supposed to dry clean, but you're like, I just got to wash this. You wash it and dry it. That's how the (laughs) collar comes out. But then what you do if it comes out like that, you get an iron. You put it on the ironing board and you crisp up a collar, a shirt, a dress shirt, Fellas, listen to me. It is distracting. A dress shirt is only as good as the collar. So if the collar looks crisp and tight and pulled together, the rest of the shirt follows. You could have a good-looking shirt, but if your collar is all bacony and flowing in weird ways, mm. it looks so terrible. I mean, it I almost just can't looks like that. it just came out of the package. No, if <laughs> it just know? came out of the package, oh. that collar would be crisp. Only oh, focus on the so? collar. The collar, I know so, Donna. All right, calm I down. I buy these shirts. This is a crime. <sighs> Whose side are you on? Zochitl Gomez. I think it's Zochi. Zochitl. Zochitl. Zot- it's a Mexican name. X O C H I T L. I took French. She's a Disney star. She's 17. 17. Yeah. Yeah. She's been on Raven's Home, The Babysitter's Club, Gentified. She was in Netflix. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness as America Chavez. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're running down the list of contestants for Dancing with the Stars. Mira Sorvino. That surprises me. From, uh, what is it, Romeo and Michelle's reunion? Yeah, high school, high school reunion. reunion. Yep. Yeah. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What have we seen her in since then? Oh, lots of stuff. Uh, probably Woody Allen movies. Um, also her father, uh, legendary Paul Sorvino. Actor, the late Paul Sorvino. Correct. Goodfellas. Mm. I know. Mean, my question was, what have we seen her in? Though, to be uh, she won an Oscar. Mighty Aphrodite. She won. I believe What's that's she what won an she Oscar won it for. Yeah. I think Mighty Aphrodite. Yeah. Never heard of it. It's a Woody Allen movie. This is my reminder. Anytime a Woody Allen movie comes up, to remind everybody, you may have your feelings about Woody Allen, and I respect that. I would say, if you set those aside, 
Midnight in Paris is a fabulous, fabulous movie starring Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams. And I'm sure I've seen it. I just don't remember it. It's all a blur. Now, Donna, as I scrolled the list, I saw your boyfriend, the man behind the song of the summer, according only to Donna, Jason Mraz. (laughs) Jason Mraz, you like what he's wearing? I do not. He, uh, the Grammy winner, will be out there. Is he going to dance to his own songs at some point? Absolutely. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's fun. Hey, don't, I mean, listen. He had a song spend 76 weeks on top of the Billboard, uh, not on top of it, but on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. I don't know which one. <laughs> I think it's I'm Yours. Probably I'm Yours. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Thank you. That was back in 2009. 2008 is when, when he hit the charts on that. 15 years ago, Donna, wow. is when I'm Yours came out. Holy Pete. Jamie Lynn Spears, we've already mentioned. I do not think that's a good picture of her. Oh, I think she looks nice in that her, picture. No, her face looks weird. Oh, I think, I think like her they face caught looks her nice. in a weird moment. It looks like they caught her in a smile. <laughs> <laughs> like she said, weird moment. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, another silver outfit. Uh, oh yeah, they're all going to be silver, Donna. We need to swallow that pill all now. Right, they dress fine. everybody in silver. Uh, Charity Lawson, the lead for season 20 of The Bachelorette. She's going to be there. The 27-year-old child and family therapist from Columbus, Georgia. Ended her whirlwind journey for love with an engagement to Doton Olabeko. During the live finale, which aired last month, Lawson was surprised by Olabeko with the news that she would be joining season 32. So we've known this. When you said 27-year-old child and family therapist, all I heard was the 27-year-old child. child. Yep. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, Ariana Maddox. She is... Also wearing silver. Vanderpump Rules. Then we've got... That's it, I think, right? That's it. That's oh, it. wait. That's the one that Tom... What's-his-face was in all the page six. Yeah, Tom Sandoval. Scandoval. Wow. Well, having heard this cast, guys, you can mark me down. I won't be watching again. Okay. So many years in a row of not watching. Over under. Will Donna watch more than two and a half episodes of Dancing with the Stars? I would take the under there. I'm going to go with the whole three. So you're going over. <laughs> I shall be watching The Golden Bachelor. Yeah, she's jammed. Yeah, I can't. That's all the reality stuff I have time for. We can only read cast announcements that's on, all we on have. competition shows now. <laughs> Other than that, we're, we're jammed. We that is correct. Uh, happy Wednesday. It's Don and Steve. When we come back, we've got a little uh, Reese Witherspoon news. A little more on Drew Barrymore getting dropped. We'll tell you about that when we come back. What's up? It's the four Chanhassen Dinner Theaters where so many fun things are happening all the time. Have you seen Jersey Boys? Have you heard us talk about Jersey Boys? It's a really, really great show. It is the story of Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, their rise to fame. Really cool story of how they came together. It's told in such an interesting way, too, in that each of the members of the Four Seasons have an opportunity to narrate and tell their perspective of their shared journey. It's really fun. You're singing and dancing the whole way through. It's a great night out. In addition to that, uh, they always have all sorts of things that are going on there, including a concert series and a wonderful one at that. Uh, This week, they're doing a tribute to the Eagles. That started last night, going all week. 
Uh, let's see, up, up until this Sunday, when they have got the music of Patsy Cline, the songs of Laurel Canyon coming up next week. Hey, and Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, they do improv comedy Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, you go there, you need to laugh. It's really easy. And by the way, inexpensive. 28 buck tickets. KenSMDT.com. Balloon Boy. <laughs> I never heard that in this updated version of the uh, Billy Joel song. We didn't start the fire by Fallout Boy. Thank you. Balloon oh, I, I Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Was there really a kid up in a balloon? I kind of forget that story. Wasn't it a father was it who a fake? faked it? Yeah, it was a hoax. It, was a, it hoax. was a hoax. He had created this balloon. I don't remember the details, but that's what Google's for. Hmm. Um, Thank you. By the way, I I mark down a lot in my, my journals how I've made Donna's life better since working with her. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> This woman looks at me during the break. Oh, gosh. You did. Oh, I was like, did you do it? No, I didn't. She holds up a pen. She get, grabs a pen from a cage of pens where just dirty radio people, respectfully, put their dirty radio mitts in there and grab a pen and then throw it back in there. Probably chew on it in between. She looked at me and she held up the pen <laughs> and she said, I'm going to stir my drink with this. <laughs> Donna, no. And I said, Donna, I've said on the air, she is a hypocrite in so many ways. If I so much as sneeze, she's like, oh, get your germs, get away, COVID, no. Meanwhile, she picks up a pen. And by the way, I would stir my drink with a pen, but I wouldn't be the germaphobe that she pretends to be. I said, that pen, if a researcher, it's like when they say you're better off licking a toilet seat than you are your steering wheel or your phone. That was a dirty pen. And that's just an example, Donna, of how I helped you to grow today as a person, as an adult who pays taxes. We hope. Say what now? Donna. (laughs) Say thank you. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. You're so special. I just want to see you thrive. Thank you. Well, speaking of thriving, get a load of this story. So, have you thought to yourself, huh, that Reese Witherspoon, she is really, really worth a lot of money. Yeah, her production company is worth a ton and all that. She is denouncing rumors that her net worth has exceeded $1 billion. She was at a conference in Boston, the Inbound Conference, just days after 70% of her fashion brand, Draper James, was acquired, um, as per Forbes, by Consortium Brand Partners. Consortium. She says any speculation she has reached billionaire status is false. She's like, I didn't. They're wrong. It's enormously flattering, and if I ever touched the bottom of whatever Oprah's magic golden boots do, I will be so lucky. Uh, in 2021, oh, see, I didn't know she sold her production company, Hello Sunshine, yes. which she co-founded in 2012 for $900 million, which is probably what prompted the rumors. I would think so. I mean, $900 million. But to, to your point that you always make, $900 million, like $100 million, Everybody pick a up lot. a calculator. 
it's a lot of money. So to get to that one billion, a hundred million. Well, um, she slotted in at number fifty nine on a recent Forbes list mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at only a net worth of. In, it's frankly embarrassing. Just after her friend Dolly Parton, four hundred and forty million. Okay. So clearly the nine hundred million. There were a lot of investors. I bet that had to get paid out there. You know, it's sure. not like Reese deposits nine hundred million into her bank account. Right, right, right. I right. would love to see. Celebrity checking accounts. Put yes to receipt, leave it in the ATM, and I'll discreetly look at it after you leave. I'd love to see that. What does George Clooney have in his Wells Fargo account today? Yeah, that'd be be fun. fun. That would be really fun to see that. I mentioned this last week, George Clooney. I looked it up while I was watching the tail end of Ocean's Eleven, which is one of those movies that if I see it's on, I'll just stop and camp there for a little while. I love that movie. George Clooney was 39 when he was in that movie, I'm 39 today. As I so watched, so did you him, think he looked older yes. back then? Yeah. Huh. And I, I think he's always looked like he was 39, about 50. You know, with oh, the salt and pepper, classic, timeless handsomeness. I gotta look. And at I was a like, oh my gosh, he was so young. Matt Damon was so young. Matt Damon was like, I think 31 or something when he was in that movie. I mean, a bunch of young dudes. It was a stacked cast. Matt Damon. Uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Don Cheadle, Bernie Mac. It was, I love that movie. Oh, man, I think it was great. It was a heist, right? Some kind of heist. heist? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I. he kind of looks ageless to me, if that makes sense. George Clooney? <clears throat> yeah. He doesn't look like an age. I can drink what you're pouring. You know what I mean? There are some people who look older, yes. but not because they look old. If that because makes sense. Because of what they've done, the stage in life they're in, what they've accomplished, how they carry themselves. There are women who look that way that I'm always like, uh, let me think of an example. She was, I, oh God, she was with um, Josh Brolin for a while. Diane Lane. Diane Lane always looked older to me than she is. And it's, not like, ooh, she has an old face. I can't explain it. She's maybe ageless. Andy Garcia was only 44 when they shot Ocean's Eleven. He plays Terry Benedict, the owner of the casino. How old was he? He was only 44. And when you watch him deliver lines and walk around in his fancy suit suit as the casino owner, and he had a very um, intentional but monotone, calculated delivery to everything that he said, He's only 44. My brother Josh is 44. You think he's got that kind of clout? Not close. See, now this is how it starts. You start thinking you're younger. You are right about that. Than you are. You start, like in your mind, you're always, let's just say, 37. Sure. Whatever. That This is how it starts. You start yeah. looking at other people and going, wow. That's my age. Do people perceive me to look like that? Uh, do people see me as a Clooney? So here's what I think of. I think of <laughs> me as a clown. And then imagine if they were like, we need you to play this role in Ocean's Eleven. And I could never have. He, he just, they just, there's some people just have a weight underfoot. Aaron Rodgers, uh, 39. Now that feels like it checks out to me. I feel like, yeah, he's 39. I'm 39. But they're all like, wow, he's so old. Can he come back from an Achilles injury because mm. of how old he is? Sure. Fascinating, isn't it? Thank you for that picture of Diane Lane. 
right? Like she's a beautiful woman. I just, you know, I, I, I don't know if she's 50 or if she's 35. What, what is her current age? I don't know. I did not look that up. I thought that would have been a nice little addition that you would have brought to the table. You would have thought. I got her at 58. Okay. <clears throat> huh. I'm not 58. I don't know why you're, you're doing I th- that. I need to see your birth certificate. You, you keep like adding years to my age. I don't know. Boy, and if I add a year, I may as well have added an entire generation. You would think I said, hey, are you 58? And I said, were you born? Are you a part of the coal mine generation? <laughs> Real evil look. Wow. Anyway. What are you doing for my 40th? I haven't even asked this, but I'd imagine there is a little station-wide initiative, as it were. Did anyone do anything for my 50th? I can't remember. You were at Hotown Honky Tonk back then, weren't you? Nope. You were here when you turned 50? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was that the fair? Thank you. What if you end up spending more time here Oh, at wow. my talk than at Hobong Honky Tonk? What if your legacy becomes mm-hmm. my talk and it's a distant memory that you ever were there with that mint snuff in your back pocket? <laughs> that could happen, Donna. It could happen. Look at Lori and Julia. They've been here 20 years, more than 20 years now. Yeah. Fascinating. Anyway, Drew Barrymore has been dropped as an MC for, um, what is it called? The National Book Awards. National Book Foundation Awards. Foundation yeah. Awards. So they basically said, this is why. Yeah, they're like, they, their, their official statement that they posted on X. I'm trying that out. Pretty good. Uh, the National Book Award is an evening dedicated to celebrating the power of literature and the incomparable contributions of writers to our culture. In light of the announcement that the Drew Barrymore show will resume production, the National Book Foundation has rescinded Miss Barrymore's invitation to host the 74th National Book Awards ceremony. Our commitment is to ensure that the focus of the awards remains on celebrating writers and books, and we are grateful to Miss Barrymore and her team for their understanding in this situation. That kind of makes sense. Sure. Yeah, I got no beef with them doing that. Yeah, except, you know, a rep for SAG-AFTRA said that, you know, this show is produced under the network television code, which is a separate contract and is not struck. It is permissible work, and Drew's role as a host does not violate the current strike rules. So, but they don't want her. They don't want her. All right. Bye. Who did, does it, do we know who she had on as her first guest? When they came back? Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out next week. Oh. Is that when it resumes? Oh. I, yeah, I think <laughs> I that, oh, they, they, well, no, they started filming, but I think that they do shoot ahead. I think it, 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 next. Premiere week. Yeah, yeah. premiere oh. week starts on the 18th. Anybody Got else it. get kicked out of the audience that we know of? Yesterday we heard there were two people wearing WGA pins who got kicked out out of security concerns. Right. They were like, we don't need you standing up midway and yelling, scab! Right. And Miss Barrymore. Miss Barrymore. Though they say Drew was unaware of that. Yes, they did. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Uh, let's well, take we a breather, go. shall we? Yeah, all right, let's do it. Let's stretch. Okay, yeah, we got to stretch. Everybody stretch if you can, if you're in a safe place to stretch during the break. When we come back, it'll be time for See Something, Say Something. Uh, the most magical place on Earth, Disney World, right? Well, their New York City office has... I don't know, a bit of an on-the-nose problem when you think of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> we'll tell you what's going on there. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Baby, hey guys, come to the microphone now. You know her, you love her. Send her your emails at Big Didi 
on the mic at hotmail.com. It's not a Valentine. That is not my email address, but thank you. <laughs> feel like if you send it to Big at hotmail.com, right, you yeah. might get a reply you weren't asking Listen. for. <laughs> and a picture. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, it occurred to me too late that what I had done was, was wrong. Um, one of my favorite... <laughs> uh, when we were on uh, Twin Cities Live years ago, I forget, some level of criticism came in. So then in the moment, I was ranting about something. It was probably about the zipper merge and how m- most of you respectfully are total idiots out there on the roads. Wow, Steve. That's how you feel, too. I'm just saying it. It is true. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I, in the moment, I said, you know what? You want to send me an email? Send it to I don't care at I'm not responding dot net. To my producer's credit, Christian Unser then jumps into my ear about a minute later and says, the domain's available. Do you want to secure the email address? <laughs> So then we had it, and for a very brief time, frankly, it was too short-lived. We should have done it more. Oh, for sure. We would then read emails that were sent into it, and I would just read them, but we would never respond because it was, I don't care, and I'm not responding to that. So then we would read them on the air, look up at the camera, go to the next one. It was fun. Great idea. Whatever happened to fun? I'm not sure. Whatever happened to predictability? Well, that still exists. The milkman? The paperboy? Even TV. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Those are the lyrics to the Full House theme song. Come on and party tonight? No. <laughs> <laughs> What? Whatever happened to predictability? The oh. milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. You miss your old familiar friends waiting just around the bend. Generation gap. Everywhere you look. Yep. I mean, yep. And those are probably the lyrics, too. Still the lyrics, yeah. Okay. But no, the the intro to Full House was not, <laughs> Come on and party tonight! <laughs> night, night. Uh, you're a big fan of Disney. Love Disney. Yeah, me too. Well, there's an office used by Disney's advertising department in New York City that is allegedly infested with mice. Now, that is Mickey mice. A marketing problem, (laughs) if ever I heard of one. That's fun. And fleas, too. Oh, cool. I haven't seen a flea in a long time. They're tough to see, fleas, huh? Aren't they so small they're tough Uh, to see? They're usually in dog fur. No, you can see them. They have a circus going on. Yeah. Yeah. You could see them. It's been a long time. Anyway. Did you used to see them a lot? Well, when I lived in Georgia, there were a lot of bugs. And we had some kittens that we found outside. Mm. The kittens had fleas. And then I got flea bites. It was a whole sitch. We got a dog for a brief period of time when you say you found these kittens. When my brother was on his paper route, Scooty. And a woman was holding a golden retriever on a leash. And was putting stuff into her car. Said, "Here, can you can you hold this dog for a second? No. Holds the leash. Woman gets in car, peels rubber, burns out, out of there. That abandons is the dog. So awful. Then a few weeks later, we are walking Sam that we called her Samantha, taking her on a walk. Somebody walks by and says, "Champ." We're like, "This is Sam," and they're like. 
Is that champ? That's the same dog that we had a little while ago. Like this dog apparently would was run like around rotating. the town, <laughs> and then he would come to our house, and we felt like we had a dog for like a month. It was a very surreal time. My mom was very anti dogs, no pets. We would feed him. He was our dog. He would sleep at our house, and then in the morning he would run under the chain link fence. You know, you could slide under it there. Mm-hmm. He would roam the city, and then he would come home. And now back to the mice. Apparently, an email was sent to staff at Disney in New York to immediately leave the affected floor and either work from home or relocate to another part of the building until further notice. A source says that the buildings are set to be demolished and new high rises are going to go up. So there's really no incentive for upkeep, you know, to hire an exterminator. Huh. They said when one of the employees saw the mice, they responded, oh, boy. <laughs> Nailed it. Thank you. Also, the elevators are broken, okay. and that causes a lot of irritation. A haunted mansion kind of a vibe. Totally. This is beautiful. Right? Oh. This is a script. This is a screenplay in the making. Mickey Mice. Oh, how about this? I saw this. Oh, my gosh. Click on the link. Please. There is a raging river of red wine that flowed through the streets of Portugal. Donna's booking air flare now. <laughs> I can help. Right. I'll just have buckets. Um, so here's the deal. They oh had a flash flood over the weekend, but it wasn't because of rain or water. Oh, my gosh. There is a town of Levira near the coast, about 150 Holy miles crap. north of Lisbon. And there's a distillery there. And on Sunday, two of the holding tanks full of the wine broke and spilled like 600,000 gallons of wine into the streets. Like a full flood, guys. Like this. Coming down the streets, downhill. Red. Raging red rapids. Red, red wine. Wow. 2.2 million liter tanks burst. That is cray cray. That's wild. Someone was out there licking it up. You know that. Or fill in a cup. Oh, for sure. When you realize what it is. Although very dangerous. The waters are coming down. The wine is coming down very fast. That's like a current. Like you could get It looks like, like a river, be, yeah. Yeah, like a very intense flash flood. If a flash flood were, 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 were sort of rolling downhill. Oh, I thought you were gonna try to say rural. Rural. Yeah, I mean that's that's scary. Anyway, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Another mm. reason for you to watch 30 Rock. I've said it before. I've probably talked about this specific scene before, but just the episode where Jane Krakowski's character gets cast in, and so she's excited because she got cast. The trouble is it's in a show called The Rural Juror. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that episode, <laughs> actually. Funny, you know, <laughs> All right. Now, I just saw something um, that somebody, one of you sent through on my Instagram, and even oh. you mentioned me on it and then said, hashtag show content. Thank you for doing the research. Listen to this from the Today Show's Instagram page. A boy saw 17 doctors over three years for chronic pain. Chat GPT found the right diagnosis. Oh, wow. There's nobody that connects the dots for you. Mom, Courtney tells today.com, you have to be your kid's advocate. In total, this mom and son, they visited 17 different doctors over three years. But Alex, the son, still had no diagnosis that explained all his symptoms. An exhausted and frustrated Courtney signed up for Chat GPT and began entering his medical information, hoping to find a diagnosis. I went line by line of everything that was in his MRI notes, and I plugged it into ChatGPT. She eventually found tethered cord syndrome and scheduled an appointment with a new neurosurgeon. 
When Courtney finally had a diagnosis for Alex, she experienced every emotion in the book, relief, validated excitement for his future. Alex, it was confirmed that diagnosis. He underwent surgery to fix his tethered cord syndrome a few weeks ago and is still recovering. But Alex's mom can now see the joy on his face and shared their story to help others facing similar struggles. One commenter said, here is one profession that absolutely deserves to lose out to AI. I know this person's come from a hurt place, but they said because they don't listen, they don't research. They don't take their patients seriously. Women and moms in particular. So true. So look, there are a lot of really wonderful doctors out there, but when it is a little bit more difficult to find a diagnosis, I think it can become a very exhausting process where mm-hmm. you feel like you're kind of getting gaslit or not being heard. And then right, right. you start doing your own research and bringing out printed things and highlighting like, what about this? Not to try to upstage them, but to say, look, I know you're busy. Could it be this? Should we look into this? So maybe that's an interesting space for chat GPT to assist sure. the medical industry. That I get. That is cool. And now I'm doing a deep dive into this rare Tethered condition. Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, especially when it's a rare condition. Right. This day and age, to read any good news on the newspaper page. Now, that is the end. That's the opening line to Family Matters. These lyrics are coming to me, Donna. What does it mean? I don't know. I can tell. Maybe you could write a script and include them. That's what Tina Fey would do a lot. She would use lyrics from songs to have a conversation. In like Kimmy Schmidt and things like that. That not everybody got. What was the uh, Kimmy Schmidt red wine song? Oh, um, Pinot Noir. <laughs> the Pinot Noir song. As we look at that flood in Portugal of red wine coming Crazy. Down. We'll have to link that up for everybody at mytalk1071.com, okay? Okay. All right. Good talking to you then. Uh, why don't we cut Holly loose? All right. She did her time on the morning show, and then they make her stay for hour one of our show. She's like, what gives? I got up early. That's always a blast. Well, thank you. Thanks, Holly. Yeah. Appreciate it. She's Holly Roberts. You can listen to her again tomorrow morning on Jason and Alexis. Meanwhile, uh, Mikey, the big Zamboni, Miguel, he comes in and we'll produce hour two and three. He's got a dirt alert for us. And then we have got a uh, little bit of music news. There are specific corn mazes honoring a music superstar. Tell you what to look for here in Minnesota when we come back.